Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. All right, hour number two. Expanded edition here. Damon Arado, John Dickinson, and Larry Kruger in for the guys here on a Tuesday. Uh, let's get to our first guest on the program. It's a pleasure, as always, to be joined by Peter King of NBC Sports. Uh, Peter, we appreciate the time uh, per usual. How are, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey, everything's great. I'm out in the Bay Area with the family having a nice holly jolly Christmas. So uh, life is good for me. How about you guys? Yeah, we're we're doing well. Yeah, great great holiday and, and things keep rolling for the for the 49ers now eight in a row, eleven and four, couple of games to go. I, I just got to get your impressions here of the latest Brock Purdy game against uh, probably the the toughest defense that he's faced to this point. What did what did you think of of him and and the Niners in getting that eighth straight win? You know, I sort of look at the 49ers right now as that team that you know obviously gets hot at the right time and the most fortunate thing for them clearly has been the fact that uh, Brock Purdy has stepped in and he stepped in uh, in a way that I think not even Kyle Shanahan could have hoped for you know he texted me last week after the game and just very few words, but one of them was the guy's just uh, several of them. The guy's just unbelievable, and um, I think what is unbelievable about it clearly is his precocious, precociousness, um, because nobody expected him to be this good this fast. But I also think there's one other factor involved in this. And I think I, I think I said this to Ray a couple of weeks ago, and I keep thinking about it. We all think how unlikely it is, how ridiculous it is that uh, he would be playing uh, this well this soon. And and I think who, who isn't surprised at it? But I do think there's one factor that people sort of overlook. Everybody says, well, you know, last pick in the draft and all that, which obviously is true. Played 48 games in the Big 12. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you you think because Trey Lance was the third pick in a draft and Brock Purdy was the 262nd, I think that's right, pick in a draft, that naturally 
Brock Purdy is going to be far less of an accomplished player in the NFL. And, you know, it's so early. Of course he might be. But I think we do forget that very early in a guy's career, and Brock Purdy just turned 23 this week, very early in a guy's career that what really matters is his level of experience. And Purdy had great experience. And you know what? A lot of hard knocks experience. And I don't mean the TV show. I mean that he got beat up. Now, that wasn't always a great program, obviously, at Iowa State. So to me, I think you have to look at Brock Purdy and you have to understand that there is a bit of uh, of history to him. And, and look, I've talked to Brock Purdy for 10 minutes uh, of my life. So I don't claim to know Brock Purdy, but what really impressed me in the time I talked to him, which was after the Dolphins game, is that nothing that he did that day, and I'm sure nothing he's done since then, is any kind of a surprise. No, I mean, the guy has just been incredible. I, the thing that that uh, I've noticed about him is that the guy's got a crazy compete level, and yeah. it's hard, you don't you can't measure that. There's no combine stat for compete, and this guy competes. But the thing that was at the combine, and and it's one thing that I missed, I'm, every team in the league missed, including the Niners, otherwise he wouldn't have gone last, is he, his 10-yard split was 1-5-5. I was talking to Dre Greenlaw about this in the locker room the other day. And when he heard that, he said one five five, and he was floored by that. That's ninety fifth percentile of uh, of a ten yard split. He's got that ability to get away, kind of like Mahomes. I hate to say it, kind of like Joe. If you want to go old school Niners, um, that doesn't necessarily show up in the forty time, Peter. Yeah, and and look, I think if you ask anybody who plays pro football. The reason that that's going to be impressive is that very seldom do you run a 40 in pro football. It's much more often that a 10-yard split, even though nobody really pays any attention to that, it's more often that a 10-yard split matters. It certainly matters in offensive linemen, uh, and it'll matter for a quarterback because what does a quarterback need to do? He needs to get out of the way. I think even though I, I was watching Zach Wilson um, last week or the week, whatever, last Thursday night, and a couple of times, and I know that Zach Wilson seems like such a lost cause right now, but one of the things that people saw in Zach Wilson is his incredible speed when he gets out of the pocket. People are not catching him. And, and again, look, if Zach Wilson had some of the – uh, some of the other traits of Brock Purdy, uh, he'd be taking the league by storm right now because his athleticism is so great. But that is the core piece of athleticism for a quarterback that I think is the most important. Peter King joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Peter, that being said, and this is something we're going to get into on on the show today, Kyle Shanahan was asked yesterday about the, the quarterback situation for next season. Of course, he's going to dodge it, says he's not even thinking about that. There's bigger things to come. We all we all know. But if you had to look ahead and, and look at the layout of the 49ers QB room, I mean, how much can it change based on how things end between now and, and whenever the season ends for the 49ers? And, and how would you sort of slot things for next year? And, and where does that leave Trey Lance potentially? Um. 
Well, I think it's easy to sit here and say right now that Kyle Shanahan doesn't have to make a decision. He is going to allow Brock Purdy and Trey Lance to go into training camp next year and may the best man win. And that's a pretty good luxury to have, the third pick in the draft and a guy who just took the league by storm, uh, depending on what happens down the stretch. But that could all change. How could it change? Look, there's two games left in the regular season. There are as many as four games left after that. Brock Purdy could, could, let's underline could, take the field six more times before the offseason comes. Now, if he takes the field six more times, he's going to win the job, and it's going to be his job, in, in my opinion anyway, in 2023. You're not going to take the guy out of the game uh, and, 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 and put him behind Trey Lance on the depth chart after he did what he has done. Whether he wins the Super Bowl or not, his sixth game from right now would be the Super Bowl if the 49ers make it. Now, there's one, I think there's one comp in history that sort of reminds me of this, but, but isn't exactly this. And that is that, uh, you know, when Tom Brady first became a player in 2001, he got in there because Drew Bledsoe got hurt. But he had almost all of the regular season and then the postseason to prove himself. And if you guys remember, Drew Bledsoe was healthy for the Super Bowl that year and, in fact, had come in to relieve Brady in the AFC Championship game when the Patriots beat the Steelers. And Bill Belichick had a decision to make uh, coming into Super Bowl week because Brady was banged up. But Belichick knew all along if Brady's healthy, he's getting the job back. And Bledsoe was unhappy because he came in and he sort of Mariano Rivera the AFC Championship game. But 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 anyway, Purdy is not going to have the length of time to prove himself that Brady did 21 years ago. The difference now is that it isn't like he's going up against a proven quarterback because Trey Lance is not a proven quarterback. He hasn't proved anything yet. So I think Kyle Shanahan, I I mean, everybody said, oh, boy, that'll be a tough decision. I don't think it will be. He's just going to let the play determine it. If the 49ers go down in flames in the wild card game or maybe even in the divisional round, he's probably going to have a decision to make. But I think if he gets much farther than that with Brock Purdy, I, it just I, I don't I don't know. I haven't asked him, uh, and I don't know that Kyle Shanahan will even entertain the thought of it right now because he doesn't have to. Sometimes in football, people want you to make decisions you don't have to make yet. And I don't blame anybody for asking him the question. But if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm not answering that question right now, in part because I really don't know, uh, and in part because I don't have to say anything right now. We're talking to Peter King, and, uh, you know, I think, Peter, I think John Lynch deserves the Executive of the Year award. I mean, 
Um, not just the way that Purdy has played as Mr. Irrelevant, but he's got like 14 or 15 rookies between the practice squad and the active roster. Uh, Drake Jackson's played well. Womack's played well. Burford is starting. And then I thought the timing of that McCaffrey trade really kind of... I mean, the season was dangling by a thread there. If he goes to the Rams, they maybe lose that game to the Rams and drop to three and six, and the whole thing tumbles out of control. I know Howie Roseman's awesome, but and, and the Eagles are stacked. He had a great offseason, but I'm giving it to Lynch. How do you break down that award? <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting. I've, I've always thought that executive of the year, that you can pick, you can pick it in certain ways, okay? So... I think John Lynch deserves tremendous amount of credit for the roster that he's built. He and Adam Peters and obviously Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, because he does have the final say. Now, I do think that Shanahan, Peters, Parag Marate, and Lynch, uh, you know, and Jed York certainly, uh, at least from what I know, and look, it's been five years I sat in the draft room in their first draft, but their teamwork then and from what I hear about it now uh, is very, very good. Now, the Howie Roseman thing is interesting because, um, you know, a lot of people might say, well, executive of the year means executive of uh, 2022. So it's hard to count things like, you know, reaching for Jalen Hurts in the second round. Um, and some of the decisions that he made before this year that are really paying off this year. So, you know, I think some people judge it only on the decisions you make this year. If you judge it only on the decisions you make this year, I think Lynch has a very compelling case for it. I'd probably vote for Roseman uh, right now, uh, along with, I mean, look, I thought John Schneider would have been in it until the Seahawks kind of plunged uh, starting about a month ago. But, the one thing about uh, John Lynch's case that no one can argue is that everybody can say, well, geez, you know, uh, Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft, uh, so the 49ers missed on him six times. But but I think the thing I would say about that is, well, you know, the 31 other teams didn't pick him at all. So it, it's almost like when Brady went 199th and everybody said, well, if the Patriots were that smart, they would have taken him early than earlier than 199. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They picked him, and uh, and they get the credit for it. And I think Lynch should get the credit here. I I do not begrudge him an executive of the year vote for that and for other reasons. Peter, uh, I want to ask you about the the landscape of the the bottom half, let's say, of the NFC playoff picture right now. And I, I guess I'll, I'll ask it in this way: between the Giants and the Commanders. And let's say Detroit and Green Bay, who suddenly is very much in this mix. Among that group, I mean, what what team you think is is the biggest threat to to do something if they get in? And, and maybe from the 49ers' point of view, which, which team do you think they wouldn't want to see out of that group? That's a really, really good question. Um, if I were the 49ers, the team I probably wouldn't want to see as crazy as it sounds, I don't think I'd want to see the Giants. Just because the Giants have the kind of defense that has frustrated some very good offenses this year. Look, the 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 Lions, I would have said the Lions five days ago, 
or three days ago, whatever. Uh, but the Lions now really got exposed, especially uh, on the ground. And so I guess I look at uh, I look at the Lions right now, and I have some immense skepticism. And you get you get over 300 yards run against you when you know time and again the run is coming. Um, that's that's a damning statistic. And so I think of all those guys you mentioned, I'd mention I'd say the Giants because of their defense, but. I think the Giants are so toothless on offense that you really wouldn't happen. You wouldn't have to have a great day on offense. You just have to have a kind of middle of the road day. The only way the Giants are going to hurt you on offense is if Saquon Barkley, um, you know, owns the game. And I just don't think anybody, any offensive weapon right now, is going to own the game against the Niners. Uh, Peter, the Broncos got crushed on Christmas, and then Nathaniel Hackett uh, took the brunt of it, and he's gone after 15 games. The interesting thing to me, though, is that, uh, you know, and George Payton, I thought, had an interesting offseason, even though a lot of people will be critical of him on the Russell Wilson trade. But according to what I read, whoever they hire as the new coach is not going to report to George Payton, that that they're going to report directly to the owner. And I just think that this is a problem the 49ers have had in the past. And I just think this is a problem that you see around the league when you have, you know, the front office and the head coach on different timelines, different motivations. They're not aligned. They're, you know, just when they're not locked together, I just think that's problematic. Is Denver making a mistake with their structure? I don't know. I don't know a team right now where the coach bypasses the general manager to report to the owner. And again, Jed York would have every right in the world to say to Kyle Shanahan, I hired you, I'm my boss, Uh, I want to see you every Monday morning at 9 o'clock and we're going to have a two-hour conversation. Okay, and and he's within his right to do that. But and some teams have had success and done that. The Buffalo Bills did it. Ralph Wilson used to um, have command performances with his head coaches. And heck, they went to four straight Super Bowls. So I'm not saying it is unworkable. I'm saying that uh, to me, the only way that a football organization can work, in my opinion, is to have the general manager and the coach. The only way it can work for any length of time is to have the general manager and the coach aligned and to have the owner or the owner's representative, uh, as is Rob Penner's uh, job in, uh, you know, with the, uh, with the Broncos. You know, he's part of the ownership group. He's not the owner. Uh, the only way it can work is to have those, those, the general manager and coach aligned at the hip and those guys reporting to the owner. I don't understand an owner who wants to have people report to him uh, because to me, who, has, who, who wants to have his coach report to him, because to me what that does, it's, it, it means that the coach and the owner – then can be a cabal, okay? And the general manager then can sit with the owner on Sunday, and it's just—I just don't think it's a healthy way uh, traditionally to run the team. It's not to say it can't work. 
And look, here's the bottom line in the Denver Broncos. If Russell Wilson plays next year the way he played this year, I don't care if the reincarnation of Vince Lombardi is the coach and Bill Walsh is the offensive coordinator. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't matter. If Russell Wilson stinks, they're going to stink. And so the, anybody can report to anybody, but if they don't solve Russell Wilson, and, and by the way, I keep hearing people say, well, geez, now, you can't touch Russell Wilson. You can't cut him until 2026. That's a bunch of nonsense. They can, I mean, look, it's going to be very hard to cut him now with $110 million of dead cap space next year that that would mean. It'd be very hard to cut him at the end of next year if he was awful again because that's $85 million of dead cap space. That would really bother me. But you know what would bother me more? Entering 2025 with a horrible quarterback as the anvil on my roster. So I would rather pay Russell Wilson off and get him out of there at the end of next year if that is indeed, if he does have an instant replay of this year. Peter, thanks a lot. We really appreciate it as always. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, hey, thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Thanks, All right. Peter. All right, the great Peter King joining us here on 95.7 The Game. So, uh, yeah, Peter, initially interesting on the conversation we're going to get into here coming back, but uh, he says competition between Purdy and Trey Lance unless the Niners get to an NFC Championship game or a Super Bowl. Then he says you're rolling with Purdy. We didn't follow <laughs> up with then what happens to Trey, but we can talk about that. Yeah, up. yeah, no doubt, and because it, it is going to be fascinating. And 888-957-9570, that is uh, the phone number. We'll open up the phone lines. The Xfinity mobile text line uh, is open as well. As, uh, yeah, a lot to chew on. We can also get into some of the potential first-round opponents for the 49ers. Who's got action among those those, I guess it's really five teams. I, I left Seattle out, Larry, because they're really they've been leaking oil for about six weeks. I, yeah. I, I I threw the Giants, Commanders, Detroit, Green Bay, and I, I left Seattle out. Although technically, I guess Seattle's still in that mix. No, I mean yeah, technically, but they're <laughs> in a free fall, and they're and Gino's starting to struggle. It's like uh, you know the clock struck midnight, and Gino has reverted back to his previous career uh, standard. Yeah, so Kyle Shanahan was asked about the quarterback situation for next season yesterday uh, during his weekly uh, Monday conference call that comes uh, after the game. He dodged it. We'll play the cut for you coming up here. Uh, also, the conversation of, you know, have we seen enough? Have we seen enough right now to, I, I wouldn't say pencil in Brock Purdy uh, as the quarterback, but but write it maybe, in a, maybe grab the old Sharpie, you know, the old autograph Sharpie on the piece of paper on the index card and, and, and write. That's permanent ink. Right. That's permanent ink. The permanent, you know, the sharp, yeah, the Sharpie, the, yeah, you, you, you know, make sure when you want to get an autograph, you're going sharp because you can write on anything with it and it's going to stick there hopefully for, you know, till the end of time uh, for at least 2023. Uh, and then, you know, what happens in you know, the playoffs if Jimmy G's healthy? I think we know the answer to that one. So we can get into all of that coming back here. It's John Dickinson. And Larry Kruger in for Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. On every gallon of gas, use promo code GOLF for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code G-O-L-F. Use code GOLF for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cashbacks not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Help Ukrainian children. Shazam this song. Shazam, open on YouTube. Follow the link and donate. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. All right, welcome back. John Dickinson and Larry Kruger. 888-957-9570. Hey, tune in to Warriors Live on 95.7 The Game, presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable internet only from Xfinity and Warriors Live coming up tonight at 6 o'clock with yours truly here on 95.7 The Game as the Warriors take on the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Anthony Slater's going to join us at 4 as uh, we'll talk some dubs with Slater then, but uh, let, let's get into the 49ers conversation. I think good good conversation started with, with Peter King of NBC Sports uh, just about the quarterback situation. And uh, Cam, let me know if you've got that that cut ready to roll from Kyle Shanahan from, from yesterday in the, in the conference call so we can hear his answer uh, when he was asked. Very last question of the, the conference call about uh, next season. So uh, let's go ahead and roll that. Oh, we don't have it yet. Okay, my bad on that. Uh, so he, we'll, we'll hear what Kyle Shanahan had to say. He dodged. Uh, but he dodged. We yeah. know he dodged. Uh, and I can't think about that far in advance. We right. may not even be alive. Right. <laughs> it was very much of, It was very much like that. Right. It, yeah, right. no, there, there's no question about it. And so it, it just leads down the path. And, and we I talked about it a little bit yesterday. 
I mean, at this point, how could it not be Brock Purdy? It's it, it's Brock Purdy until further notice, based on the way that that he's played to this point. And then, you know, we'll have to see how it ends, of course. But I mean, you kind of feel like he isn't going to have that blow up game that because of what we've been able to see in the evidence of of what we've seen to this point when he's played the last few weeks. You know, I mean, he. I mean, I'm all in on Brock Purdy and have been for a long time. But I, this idea that he's going to suddenly fall on his face, okay, I, I, I'm not sure where that comes from. He has faced Tampa Bay's defense. They're seventh rated in scoring. Uh, he faced Washington's defense. They were 12th. He, fin- he faced Miami's defense. They're 14th. And then he faced Seattle's defense. They're 28th. So he's faced some decent defenses. Uh, you say, oh, yeah, but that's nothing compared to what? Compared to what? Philly is 15th defense in scoring. Dallas is 13th. Minnesota's dead last. They're 32nd. Those are the teams on paper that you would think would stand between the Niners and going to the Super Bowl, right? So I don't know that he's – if he, I don't think he's got to face any tougher defenses in the playoffs than the defenses he's already faced. The other, pe- the other side of it would be people have already said to me, well, dude, I mean, how could you possibly be all in on Brock Purdy? We haven't, you know, Jimmy was 5-0. and I mean, My kid was like, hey, you know, Jimmy daddy, dad was 5-0. and I'm like, well, okay, but that Jimmy played, you know, 500 ball in his, in his college career at the FCS level. If you're if you're a future NFL quarterback and you're not winning the vast majority of your games in the FCS FCS level, I think you gotta you gotta wonder about that. Brock Purdy was a four year starter and led Iowa State, hardly a monster in the Big Twelve, to four straight bowl games and won sixty five percent of his starts uh, in in college. So. Um, he's not Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, he Jimmy was a 500 quarterback <laughs> in college. Uh, Brock Purdy was 30 and 17 in 47 collegiate starts. I just think he's ideally fitted. He's ideally fit to to quarterback a run-oriented offense that requires the quarterback to make you know specific efficient throws. And I just think when you look at him, JD, he's accurate. He's got an excellent touch. He's got incredible timing. Um, he's a real distributor of the football. He's got a good enough arm. He's got quick feet. You know, off the play action, he plays with this great rhythm and 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 quiet feet. You don't see he's not nervous pitter patter like Caroppolo is. He's set. He's got a solid base. Um, he has a, one of the best you know ten yard splits of anybody. Sure. So he can escape. But then you look at him and you're like, this guy's a chain mover. Um, and he and he and he can he makes those short and intermediate throws that Trey Lance like struggled with, just the basic throws. Brock doesn't just make those throws; he makes them with total ease, like he could do it a hundred times in the dark. So I, it's it's just he has improv skills. He throws well on the move, especially to his right, and he's clutch. I mean, this guy's got a compete gene that is off the charts. And he just keeps plays alive. And the one thing that he really does, he has an ability to keep plays alive, a sidestep defensive lineman, and still, when he turns back around, he absolutely knows exactly where his receivers are in the route. So sure. that that's a skill. Um, and I just think that when you really look at him, you know, this guy did it in college. And, it, you know, if you follow me on Twitter at Sports Larry K, I, I tweeted out a a whole like 12 minute breakdown of this guy's college film and if you watch it it's identical literally identical to what you're seeing right now so 
this is who this guy's always been. We just need to finally admit that we all missed. We all missed. I, I sat there and swore when they drafted him on draft day. I was like, ah, you know, because I, to me, he's just a smallish, big 12, unimpressive. You know, I just didn't yeah. think. I just thought, ah, this isn't the guy. I mean, I'll give you my comp. I mean, we we sat out of practice, and I say, hey, it reminds me a little bit of Matt McGloin. Yeah. Right. A lot of people said Nick Mullins. How yeah. many people said Nick Mullins? A lot of people did. And it's just, it's like we we sit there and we, we tell each other, don't judge a book by the cover, and then what do we do? We do, yeah. We judge the book yeah. by the cover. And he the, looks like Mullins, he must be Mullins. Yeah. He's not Mullins. Yeah, he's got the, the moxie of McGloin. Like, I think he does have a little something to him where he thinks he's pretty good. But obviously, he's a lot better than this. Than that. This guy is is taking the taking the reins of this job, and he ain't giving it back. He's not. He's the leader in the room. I mean, the, the 49ers, I, I'm down there every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday doing interviews with these guys. You get a sense of the room and the mood in the room. After the Miami game, the 49ers were going the rest of the way with their third-string quarterback, and there wasn't any, like, Guys speaking like, oh, man, the season just got away from us. Right. The like it was over. Yeah. Nobody was – no. there wasn't – and that was even palpable no, in post-game in, in Miami after the – in the locker room. It was – you thought there would be a sense of – it's we're like we're yeah. screwed, it's over, this is another wasted year, damn it. And it and it was not. It was a weird calm. But, like they – it was – ir- It was eerily similar to when Trey got hurt. And Garoppolo was taken over. Like, hey, all is not lost. Yeah. And then, and then when you look closely to who is the 49ers' main weapon, it's George Kittle. And George Kittle under Brock Purdy mm. has been spectacular. I, I think if there's one thing that is noticeable, what's like the biggest noticeable difference between Brock and, and the other quarterbacks? It's the production of George Kittle. George Kittle in Purdy's three starts has 14 catches on 16 targets for 241 yards and four touchdowns. And Brock on his throws to Kittle has a perfect 158.3 quarterback rating when he targets Kittle. I mean, I don't know, but to me, I think I would like my quarterback to have, uh, a, I don't know, good rapport with my number one weapon. And they, how can you have a better rapport than a perfect QB rating? So I, I don't think what we're seeing is accidental. I don't sure. think the defenses coming up are going to be like, oh, he's done it to this point. But, boy, you know, the big, bad, whatever team is looming. I don't I don't see that big, bad, whatever team. I really don't. Well, the, the thing for me is, and, and we, we can have a conversation about, you know, if as you look to next year, whether, all right, is it, Jimmy Garoppolo or or Brock Purdy. Like at that point, I feel like we could we could at least have a conversation because Jimmy has been able to win and play at a certain level. And, and look, Pur- Purdy to this point in the small sample size has been better. There's there's no denying that when you when you just look at the way that he's played and the way it's fit into the offense and things have been unlocked. And I'm I'm with you that the big two things that stand out to me about Purdy is just it's the fact that the plays that Kyle Shanahan dial up to be explosives or to be touchdowns have been touchdowns. And I think a lot of those have been to Kittle to, to this point, to, to echo kind of what you're saying. But there aren't, you know, how many times would we come in on a Monday and, and talk about the, the throws that Garoppolo missed that would have been a touchdown? Oh, man, you hit this, it, it, it goes for a touchdown. You hit this, it's a big gain, and it's points on the board. The red zone issues, they pop back up a little bit at the end of the Washington game, but for the most part, the Niners have been punching it in when they get in the red zone or even hell before they get into the red zone. You know, you don't need to to be great in the red zone if you're scoring from the 40 or if you're scoring from the opposite 25, like like they've been able to do here of late as well. And so to me, it's it's those plays that Kyle 
schemes up, and I think there's you know four or five of them a game that are meant to be explosive. Hey, this is going to hit. The defense is going to do this. It's going to be open. Those plays are being made at a much higher level, which I think is a distinction from the Garoppolo era. And then you also look at just the off-schedule, the ability to move. I mean, you laid it out beautifully, just his ability to escape, to know where he is, to know where the receivers are, to make those plays, to stick those throws off-schedule. That's the most surprising part of all of it for me is that is the the mobility and ability to make plays on the move extend plays yeah. be a late in the yeah, down throw right absolutely and and oh there's a guy oh boom hit him first down move the sticks like that's all been impressive all of that being said if we were going to have a conversation about purdy v jimmy garoppolo in 2023 i'd be here to at least have a conversation and say over the long haul we probably haven't seen enough of brock purdy yet now maybe if he goes on and leads him to the super bowl and or they win it then that's checkmate in favor of of brock purdy but if we're talking about brock purdy and i think we can safely throw jimmy out at this point as he's not going to be coming back i know we did it last year different circumstances so i'm I'm almost removing garoppolo from that conversation if it becomes a simple conversation about brock purdy versus trey lance for 2023 i'm sorry i've already seen enough like that like to me it's brock purdy like brock purdy's had what the same amount of starts at this point or the same amount of, yeah I, I mean yeah i mean i get the he had a very short stint uh in that fourth start i guess oh, trade, no, no, trade the, did. The, uh, but if it's four oh, starts oh, for oh, gotcha. yeah i i don't i almost i mean i don't want to count the seattle game but it's purdy's played more essentially as a starter in the nfl than i give miami to purdy as well as, because yeah. they, they were behind it was like, first yeah, quarter exactly uh, he won that game it looked like it was Lance, Jimmy started, exactly. but technically, Purdy should be 4-0 in his starts. And it looked like Trey was going to have a good game against Seattle. It did early when, when he got hurt. But what I'm saying is I've seen more from Brock Purdy in his career where he's playing the quarterback position at a high level the way you want it to be played than we've seen at Trey Lance and his limited opportunities. There, there are explainable reasons for that. But, again, the, the overarching point for me, Larry, is if we're saying Brock versus Trey – there's there's no need to necessarily have a competition at all at this point for me. It's Brock Purdy's team. I I agree. I think they drafted Trey on traits, and they still are in love with those traits. Um, so they still really have a lot of hope for Trey's future, as do I. He could but, be a package guy next year. But traits still revi- re, um, you know demand coaching and refining. And um, I don't know that Kyle Shanahan is an elite quarterback coach. I think Kyle Shanahan's an elite quarterback or elite play caller, play designer, play sequencer, play schemer. Right. You know what I mean? I don't think that his greatness is that he can take any raw piece of clay and make them a great quarterback. I don't think he's ever done it before. No, but Purdy fits Purdy's and does the things. That- Purdy, in a lot of ways, is ideally suited for an offense that has all these run-after-the-catch monsters mm-hmm. because it's just about, does the ball come out on time? Does it come, ball- come out accurately? Does he know what he's seeing? Does he process pre-snap what he's seeing? Does he know where to go with the ball? To me, what's really the most impressive part about Brock Purdy is the footwork in the short game because your footwork has to be on point in the short game to have the ball come out on time and, and with accuracy, and it is. So the guy's played a lot of football, and if you go watch his college film, you're going to see the exact thing that he did at Iowa State is exactly what he's doing now. 
He extends plays. You know, I've asked Greg Cosell about Trey Lance about 40 times uh, and about Jimmy Garoppolo about the same number of times. And he'll always say about Jimmy, he's like, you know, he's not a late-in-the-down thrower. In other words, if the first read isn't there, it tends to go downhill from there as he starts to survey the field. Brock is a good late-in-the-down thrower. He can process what he sees, but he can go through the progressions, and then he can move his feet, get out, buy himself some extra time, get a new angle, and then find his receivers and hit them in stride. And the other thing is when you have run-after-the-catch receivers like the Niners do, and they may have the best ever. I mean, you got you got Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, McCaffrey. I mean, you got some of the great uh, you know run-after-the-catch weapons in the entire sport. This guy... Can, has the ability to hit these guys in stride. Yeah. And if you can hit a guy in stride who's got already has run after the catch ability, you're talking about big chunk yardage plays, and that's exactly what we're seeing. That, and that's why those plays have gone for explosives and, and gone for touchdowns in a way that they that they hadn't in, in the past. So 888-957-9570 if you want to join the conversation. Uh, Xfinity Mobile text line as well, 888 888- Nine five seven nine five seven zero. As you know, is this Brock Purdy's show? I mean, there, there's almost nothing in my mind that that Purdy could do between now and the end of the season to where you're saying like the worst case scenario. I kind of go back to to Peter King. And the worst case scenario would be a competition at this point for Brock Purdy. Like that's that's Purdy. Let's say has a horrible game at the Raiders on on Sunday. And, you know, then you go into the playoffs and it's, you know, he's just kind of solid, average, whatever. Maybe the Niners win a game, they lose a game, something like that, to where you're you're still a little unsure, but you've seen, let's say, a decline in, in a production over the course of these next few games. And, and you don't go to a Super Bowl or, or win a Super Bowl. At that point, I mean, maybe there's a, an open competition between the two. I'd, I'd favor Brock Purdy in, in that kind of competition, but I, I feel like... That's almost the worst low end as far as this thing goes in, in him next year. If he continues to play as steadily as he as he has, I mean the Niners have a great shot to win the Super Bowl one, and then it's you know game over at that point. But I, I just as you know, I said this a lot during training camp about Trey Lance, and there were, there was some pushback, and I think we talked about it a little bit. But it, it, my assessment of Trey from watching camp was, and, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But it just the way I put it was he's just not as far along as I would I would think he should be in in the passing game whether it's whether it's the mechanic there's just plays that were there to be made even against the top defense that he didn't make it's just some missed throws mechanics are a little bit off whatever it is I thought for a guy that the 49ers had handed the keys to really February 1st the you know a couple of days after the the NFC Championship game. I thought he would look a lot more competent than he did. I know he's young. I know he didn't play a lot. I know there was going to be a lot of you know, net need for development, all of that. But watching training camp, I, w- I was worried. I was concerned that there had the potential to, you know, it was not going to go well for, for Trey Lance. We've seen Brock Purdy step in and play immediately and make it look, you know, not like how an offense should look even better than what we saw from Garoppolo in his time here so far. So to me, it's... I don't know. It's just, it, it's not even a discussion in a way right now. Well, I mean, Trey has high-end ability. There's no question. I think he's got... Yeah, talented I think he's, kid, for sure. I think he's got the physical ability. I think he's got the mental ability. And I know football's important to Trey. So I, I think it's going to it's gonna be a matter of time. The question is, do any of us, Kyle, Shanahan, the players, the Niner front office, the fans, the media, does anybody have the patience to go through... The growing pains. 
I mean, when I said that, that not with this team, Purdy throws the short and intermediate pass, and he throws it with ease. Trey Lance doesn't throw any pass with ease. There's no, there's nothing that he does just where he can do it repeatedly all day, every day. No, he doesn't have that kind of refinement. So he has a very strong body. He's got a very strong arm. He's got, he's got a great attitude. Um, and I think he's a really valuable quarterback prospect. And I think, he, in my opinion, he's going to get there. But sure. it may take three years. And I don't think they're going to give him those three years. So then the question is, what do you do with Trey? Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, I think, you know, right now people are like, well, do you bring him back and you you, you go with Purdy and you just sit Trey behind Purdy? Okay. That's probably that, what I would do. That's probably what a lot of people would do. But, you know, that, that assumes that Trey doesn't have an agent or his own desires to play. I mean, he didn't play a lot in college. He hasn't played a lot so far. He knows he has to play to get better. Why is he going to sit willingly behind Brock Purdy for the next two or three years? It, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense. He would almost be ruining his his career if he stayed here, despite the fact that this is a great spot and this is a great organization. They got weapons and they support their players. I think Trey Lance needs to play right now, but I don't think he's going to play here. So the, the question is, what's he worth? Would they consider moving him? Uh, what do you need to see before you'd be open to that? Some people have already seen enough. Some people need to see a playoff run. Some people won't be there until Brock is standing there in Arizona holding sure. the Lombardi trophy and saying, I'm a champion. There are people that aren't. That's not going to be enough. Um, but the thing about it is, when you look at the quarterbacks in this draft, Will Levis from Kentucky, Alabama's quarterback, Bryce uh, uh, what's what, Bryce Young's as name? Yeah. Bryce Young. Um, you know, it's Trey Lance. I still think has a lot of value, and even if even as is, I think they they could move him this this off season and get something of significance. People say, oh, they're not going to get anything but a third or fourth round pick. No, no, they're going to get way more than a third or fourth round pick because it's supply and demand. And he's still a young, healthy, good quarterback prospect with a great attitude. So, I, you know, I think the Jets will come knocking. I think the Colts will come knocking. I think uh, the Raiders will come knocking. I think there's a bunch of teams out there that are going to need a quarterback. And from what I've seen, all the mock drafts, J.D., the top three or four guys are all projected to go in, like, the top ten of the NFL draft. That means there's going to be five or six teams probably looking for quarterbacks that there won't be any quarterbacks on the on the market and Jimmy can go one place that takes one of the jobs but there's still going to be a handful of opportunities I think some team is going to come and and offer the 49ers something significant for Trey and then it's a matter of do they take it does Trey want to move on he may want to move on I'd probably wait and see and 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 part of that is that you're not totally sold on the fact that Trey Lance can't eventually be a good quarterback i mean to me it's twofold it's you would need to see more of purdy and you're hedging a little bit at that point even if he takes you to a super bowl you you would be hedging by keeping trey lance around and believing in in that development now you're right it gets tricky if if trey says look i want to play i don't want to be a backup and, and wait for an opportunity it's day one if trey comes in and says you know what i, I love it here you guys are awesome i want to be traded the day he makes that demand his value goes down no question so you probably want to communicate with him and Yes. privately and say, Trey, you know, this is the situation. You, you know, the teams, you know, we love you, you love us, and, we, you know, we want to do the best for you. What is the best for you? 
and then find out. And then you see what the offers are and see if you'd rather have, is he more valuable to you as a backup to Purdy or in a competition with Purdy? Or is he more valuable to you and what you can get as an asset to build up your football team going forward? And I, I know Kyle Shanahan didn't want to do this going back to last year with Garoppolo a, as the starter. But I think at that point, I mean, you could still get Trey Lance on the field in, in some packages and, and get him some action that way as he continues to develop and, and build before, his value and, and build his value and show that, you know, show that he can be a running quarterback that, that you know, we haven't really totally seen that yet at the NFL level uh, with, with some regular. So I, I think there is some value in that. And then as this year has shown, and I couldn't believe it when I was running through it again, I'm sure you've talked about this a lot, but four of six years for Kyle Shanahan where he's needed three quarterbacks to get through the year. So it, so the, it matters the, the, the back, backup. The backup matters, I think, more. And, and we've seen Purdy already. I mean, just two starts in, you know, gets to a point where he's playing through something, uh, you know, something relatively serious here. So we got some guy, uh, some people on the phone lines that yeah. want to talk. Let's, let's get to it here before the top of the hour. Ryan in San Francisco on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Ryan. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, just making sure, uh, just wanted to say that, um, you know, I do feel like this, I, I don't know, or you guys can correct me too. I feel like this is like the Redskins all over again where RG3 was that big pick and then you have Kirk Cousins all the way at the bottom. I feel like Brock Purdy was a pick from Shanahan. I think Trey Lance was a pick from upper management. But, I mean, I'm, I, I do love Trey Lance and I love Brock Purdy, but I just feel like we have a better chance with Brock Purdy as of right now, and we'll see what happens for next year. That, thanks for the call. I, there's no way that Kyle Shanahan didn't make the pick for who the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers is going to be. There's no way I'm buying that. On all, all quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah I mean – you know, there may have been, and he may have liked multiple guys, and you are going to listen to your scouts. You should listen to your scouts. These guys get, are really, really smart. And, the, and you know, I've seen scouts bang the table for a player, and they've got great conviction. I've seen scouts not have any conviction. So it, it really depends on, you know, what the discussion was like. I guarantee you they did not pick Trey Lance against his wishes. Right. I mean, I mean no no way. But I'm, I'm sure he liked the, the traits that Brock Purdy possesses as well. I'll, we'll, I will say this. Brock Purdy is the number one pass has the number one passer rating in the NFL since week 13. Number one. He ranks number one in the NFL since week 13 in passer rating. Number one in the NFL in win percentage, obviously. Number one in touchdowns per attempt. Um, and he's throwing the ball down the field. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, J.D. Purdy has a 72% completion rate and a 139 quarterback rating on throws 10 yards uh, deep or more right. this year. So he's, he's, He drives it. He does. He's better than you think. He's, I mean, that, and that was something I know we talked about early on. Like, Mike, you know, he's smaller. I kind of wonder about that in terms of durability. And also, you know, maybe balls getting knocked down in the, in the pocket a little bit. Washington got him for a couple, but also just the ability to, to drive it, you know, as far as the arm strength goes. And the arm strength has, to this point, uh, been there. No, no question. Let's get uh, Gene in Oakland next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Gene, you're on with J.D. and Larry. Hey, fellas. <laughs> yeah, thanks, fellas, for taking my call. Sure. Um, you, know, I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm already sold in this kid. Um, I think I've seen enough. I really think he's, he is a starting quarterback for this team moving forward. Um, he's got poise. He sees the field. He throws accurately. He's evasive. I mean, he's got all really all the the skills that you need to, to succeed. I mean, and even they, they took you know I've, I've heard it said that he has a weak arm. I mean, that's 
that dart he threw to uh, Kittle on that 40-yard play. That, that that wasn't that looked like a pretty pretty damn good throw to me. Uh, and the, and he's supposed to be small. Well, he's one inch shorter than Mahomes and the same size otherwise. So I'm not even sure that's a real factor. So I like this kid. Uh, he's he's going to be due. He's going to have some real challenges. We expect it. Uh, even if he has a bad game or two, hopefully before the end of the season, uh, that's fine, you know. Well, you're running out of uh, but, time uh, there. I, I, <laughs> yeah, how it's totally confidence in, in Thanks, you. You're, you know, if you're going to see it, you want to see it the next two weeks. I, I will say this: if uh, you know, just and this is just my sense of it. So this is just clearly my opinion. But if Jimmy Garoppolo, if, if here we are on the 27th of December, if somehow magically Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and Brock Purdy were all 100% healthy right now, 100% healthy right now, if Shanahan went to Garoppolo or Lance, I think he'd lose the room. And he's enormously popular, Shanahan is, in the room with and so the players. Is, and so is Jimmy. And so and that, is Jimmy. And, and still, so is Trey. Yeah. They You're literally, right. They literally, You're right. The players love Trey. They love Jimmy. They, but they are the harshest critics. They know what it's supposed to look like. And they know better when they see better. And Purdy's been better than those two guys. Absolutely. 888-957-9570. Damon and Ratto streaming live on YouTube. Head to youtube.com slash 957thegame to watch us live and see what's going on inside the studio. That's always fun. Uh, you can do that today as well with uh, myself and Larry Kruger. Like and subscribe for all 957 The Game content on YouTube. Anthony Slater joins us next, and then we'll continue the 49ers conversation here on 957 The Game. Tune in to 957 The Game for Warriors Love. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.